We're watching films on the toilet Cause that's what dads have to do When the movie's unsuitable for your kids Then pretend you need a number two If you need a break from your family or spouse There's a lavatorial picture house Watch Terminator 2 while you're sitting on the loo Enjoy the whole of Rambo 4 with your trousers on the floor We're watching films on the toilet How about you? It's too dark, Eamon. It's too dark. It's too dark and it's too cold. It's not fair. Yes, it is. It's cold and dark now. It's not very nice. Is it unfair? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it is unfair. It's unfair. Good. I'm glad we're on the mm. same page. But uh, we were talking uh, offline about this, and uh, I know that you are absolutely delighted with the return of David Cameron to uh, British <laughs> politics. Yeah, so uh, old, old D-Cam is back in... In the picture, you might not know this about Ben, but he's a massive David Cameron fan. Oh, I loved, I loved his work with with mm-hmm. Brexit. I'm all about austerity, and I love, I love performance art with dead pigs. Well, you're very much a One Nation Tory, aren't you? In <laughs> you big fan of fox hunting, oh, it, they they deserve it. Actually, in, in all seriousness, like uh, these days, I, I I don't care about fox hunting. You hate foxes. Well, they hate my guinea pigs. Of course I hate them. They did eat your guinea pigs, and that's that's fair. I almost would vote Tory now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I'm so happy that David Cameron's back. Should we get him on? Oh, I'd love that. Should yeah. we get him on the show? Yeah, it's like, oh, why did this guy go away again? Yeah. We all loved him. It's like um, when a band releases an album, there's a lot of hype around them. They go mm. away for a little while keep yeah. quiet so that hype just blows up when they come back i feel like that's that's what david cameron's done he has played this to perfection he's played it so nicely he's waited long enough that we're all like yeah david cameron yeah. Woo. He's, he's waited just long enough <laughs> just long enough <laughs> anyway welcome to uh watching films on the toilet a political podcast right. in which uh two dads watch movies that they can't watch with their kids on the toilet it's the best place to be isn't it um so that's nice and today Mm. we are going to be discussing the the killer uh so see that again that was weird intonation today we are going to be discussing david finch's new movie the killer or as you see on the side of buses the k underscore full stop (laughs) l-l-e-r I've not seen that. Which is my preferred title. A lot like yeah. Sir Sevenen. Yeah. The the K full stop underscore LLER. Excellent. So we'll be discussing that later. Keep it short today. Probably about 10 minutes time. Yeah. So if you don't like banter, uh, then just scroll ahead. So first up, Eamon, uh, do we have any correspondence? Yes, I have a letter. Last episode, we had a, a chat about Ellen Burstyn's character in The Exorcist sequel yeah. that we watched. And Ben rightly pointed out it was very lazy writing to make her an author. Mm. And we will brainstorm some alternative careers for her, one of which being a photocopy repair lady. Yes. There was then a bit of a, uh, a tense discussion about how if we'd see, ever seen a photocopy repair lady and Ben mm. invited a photocopy repair lady to get in touch. I did. I've never seen one. I did not say that there should not be photocopy repair, repair ladies. I just said I'd never seen one. That's to be clear. Exactly. So this is a letter from from someone regarding that can't speak <laughs> uh, dear watching films on the toilet my name is diane keaton 
No, not the famous actress, but the well-respected photocopy repair woman from mm. High Barnet. Ben asked last episode for any photocopy repair ladies to get in touch, so I thought I'd write in. Whilst it's true that most photocopy repair people are men, there is a small but proud cohort of ladies working in, in the industry looking to shatter the glass ceiling above us. Mm. Believe me, I've seen the eye rolls when I've turned up to an office and the staff were clearly expecting a man. And I've watched each time as though uh, as those eyeballs turn to reluctant nods of acknowledgement of a job well done. <laughs> Did you know I was the first person in the UK, man or woman, to successfully replace the fusing unit cover lever and the printhead cleaner on a Rizzo Com Collar 1950 at the same time? <laughs> it's accomplishments like that that led me to win the photocopy repair person of the year four times in a row from 2012 to 2016. Wow. Sadly, I no longer repair photocopiers, as one I was, re- I was repairing exploded with such force that it blew my arms off. <laughs> the experts brought in to perform the postmortem declared that it was due to, and I quote, a series of errors so childlike in their stupidity, <laughs> it was almost impressive that I managed to make them, and it was like I was trying to make it blow up on purpose. <laughs> they went on. The feat of turning a usually inert appliance into an instrument of death was like turning a watermelon into an atom bomb. That's right. I did say death. Unfortunately, I did lay waste to an entire floor of workers at the offices of Cancer Research UK, just as they were on the cusp of finding a cure. All of the expertise and research was lost in the carnage I wrought. In the end, I killed far more than I helped, but I still think it was worth it. Yours sincerely, Diane. Wow. That's, what a tragic tale. I know. It was quite started off really well, didn't it? It did. She was doing so well, and then she... Um, killed a load of people. Yeah, and then she killed a load of people. A load of really great people. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Push, apparently pushed back research decades. Just hu- human errors, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyone could have made them by no, some things. it doesn't sound like it. It sounds like <laughs> only she could have done that. Specifically, her. Specifically, her. Yes. Yeah, that that lady, that woman. Yeah, but she was doing very well up until that point. She won some awards. Up to that point, she did great. She did. It was really. It was. <laughs> it was really. It was really heartening to hear, especially when she um, fixed that com collar nineteen fifty. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard. That's of that. a tricky machine. That is, it's it, it is a tricky machine. Notorious. Well, I, it's good to hear that there are a lot of female photocopy repair people out there, and um, not all of them wreaking havoc. Despite that, I would happily hire one. You don't hire that lady. <laughs> not Diane, but no, not her. Any mm. other female photocopy repair yeah. person? Right, Ben. Did you have any uh, correspondence? I do. So in the last episode, we were talking about Killers of the Flower Moon. And Mm. um, I said that as I left the screening, I overheard a woman talking to her partner about how she was unable to relate to the female character in the film, which I was quite shocked by because, Mm. you know, she went through a lot. Anyway, received a letter about uh, from from that woman. Oh, so uh, there we go. So it's Dear Watching Films on the Toilet. A few weeks ago, I attended a screening of Killers of the Flower Moon with my husband. After watching the long, distressing film, he asked me what I thought of the female protagonist, Molly. I told him that I couldn't relate to her. He seemed surprised. But in the car, I explained that being a wealthy Assage Native American in the early 1900s was a lifestyle choice, and Molly really brought it upon herself. I was also appalled by the film's depiction of whites, and I will be suggesting (laughs) that the BBFC bans the film before it's released on Apple TV. 
along with 12 years a slave, <laughs> Malcolm X, and This Is England, which all depict their hard-working white characters unfairly. I'll also be keeping a close eye on your podcast, which I hear is very popular with immigrants. Kind regards, Suella Braverman. Oh. oh, so it was Suella. Sad to see her go, isn't it? We all loved her. It was. I'm, I'm so glad that she's been martyred <laughs> by the prime minister <laughs> and the, the far right, uh, the, the, the right leaning Tories have, are going to embrace her for the, for the spokesperson for them that she is. So, you know, it's all yeah. every cloud. That's right. I mean, I look at it as a double win. So yes. she, she's moving on to even more hardcore pastures, which yes. we, we love to see. And we get David Cameron back. Oh, I mean, oh. that is, it's like Christmas and birthday at the same time, isn't it? That's what you get. I mean, like, what you get with a lot of so-called comedy podcasts is a lot of uh, left-leaning nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah. not here. Not here. Yeah. We, love those. we love those guys. Yeah, a lot of snowflake bitching. But in yeah, our podcast, right. we are very much punching down. Exactly. Did you manage to guard the cenotaph at the weekend when you went into London? Yeah, me and my buds. Yeah, you and your pals. You did guard it. Me and the yeah, I was there with the uh, football lads. Yeah, with. Do you, the, do you remember them? I do, and I'm, I'm fairly sure they were all there at the weekend. Yeah, we've talked about them. I'm sure football lads. Yeah, I hired them to uh, defend a, a bench that I think my dad yeah. built in Saltash. Five pounds each and a sandwich. And a sandwich. But it, it worked, did it? You you managed to protect the, the monument? Well, in the end, we got bored, so we went off and uh, looked looked for a fight. So in, in the end, you just went and chinned the, the, the hate speeches? Oh, there's one. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw you. I saw you on the news. No, good. Well done. So, so yeah, there we go. Thanks. Thanks, Warren. You know what? Thanks for all your hard work. It was really... <laughs> <laughs> No, not enough people thanked her for that. Yeah, thanks, no. thank, thank you, Ben, for it's saying like, that. Um, Gillian Keegan, when she um, that whole thing with the schools having the the concrete that um, yes. that falls down. She was on the news talking about that, and it, just off camera, she she gave an expletive ridden rant about how no one ever says thank you. No one ever tells you you're doing a good job. So yeah, people don't say that when you're not doing a good job. Like they they yeah. do say that, uh, but just not to you. I made these schools out of aero and no one said thanks. No. Aero's got massive bubbles in it. And it's made of mint. It's really good. Yeah. It's got the minty strength that we all crave. <laughs> yeah, this is the, the minty strength that schools need. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and Suella, if you if you get in touch, we'd love to have you on the pod. <laughs> we'd love it. She's got a lot of spare time on her hands now. Yeah, listen, we can give you a few ideas for, yeah. for some speeches. Yeah. She's, a load of ideas. She's done a lot. She's she's done a lot for division and ha hatred in this country, and um, I take my hat off to her. Don't let the momentum stop. Don't Let's keep, it, keep that ball rolling. We'll keep it going. Excellent. So, uh, Eamon, most wonderful time of the podcast. Oh yeah. What pick and mix sweet are we talking about this week? So Ben, this episode we're going to do white chocolate jazzies, oh. or some people might know them as uh, white chocolate snowies. Yeah, disc of of white chocolate mm -hmm. sprinkled with hundreds of thousands, hundreds and thousands, hundreds of thousands. Yeah, jazzies. I'm I'm a big fan of jazzies. Mm -hmm. uh, they 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 tend to be quite thin, so they they snap real easy. But if you if you pop them in your mouth, just let them sort of melt melt a bit on your tongue. Lovely sweetness. Mm. I really like white chocolate. So do I. Yeah, very sweet tooth. It's incredibly sweet. It's pretend, isn't it? It's not chocolate. It's just like... Yeah. What is you it? Can't, 
it's like yeah it's funny isn't it like when people like you know on like master chef and stuff mm-hmm. they always go like uh you know this is a grown-up pudding it's boozy it's bitter not too sweet and yeah. i always think that sounds like a horrible pudding yeah i want a really sweet pudding thanks yeah. white chocolate lots of white chocolate John has served white chocolate on a bed of white chocolate with a white chocolate dew. That would be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? What could like, that voice be used for other than, like, introducing food? What could she... What else could she produce? A bit too hot for a sat-nav, wouldn't it? Yes. You'd get a little... You'd get a bit distracted and carried away, I think. you keep on driving to sexy-sounding places <laughs> to get her to say them. Now going to... Cockbusters. <laughs> For some reason, I, um, I thought we on your left is Kenford Ken. <laughs> you, uh, that's, that's super sexy. That's, Ken. Yeah. After 14 miles, turn right for Truro. Oh, oh man. Oof. The sexiest town in the southwest. No oof. doubt. Oof. She could do wrestling commentary, you know, like Jim Ross. Yeah. Over a crap, like you don't break him in half. Mm-hmm. She could, <laughs> like a Jim Rossism. Oh, for Christ's sake! <laughs> Triple H has broken him in half. This has to stop, King. He's bust him wide open. <laughs> yeah, so she could do that. It take us so long, but I would, I would love to listen to that. Yeah. Well, I did. I did watch um, Mankind and the Undertaker talk about their infamous Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. Yeah. Did you watch that video? The the reaction video. Mm. It's quite interesting that Undertaker just dished out this horrific punishment on Mankind that very easily could have killed him. What yeah. if instead of thumbtacks, he'd thrown out a load of jazzies? Oh man! Like tombstoned onto a load of jazzies. How do you think that would feel? They're like stuck to your face. <laughs> but he pretended like they really hurt. Like he was rolling around <laughs> in the jazzies. Like, oh, oh. oh, God. He's covered in white chocolate jazzies. <laughs> He's not getting up, King. <laughs> the thing is, that voice is good, but I love Jim Ross's voice as well. Like yeah. him saying that would be hilarious. Do you think he could do He could do MasterChef? <laughs> John serving up sea bass. I thought sea bass as well. Nice. No way. Pear roasted sea bass. Oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> oh, they should do a, jo- a job swap. I would love it. I would watch both those things so much. <laughs> and for dessert. It's an eating mess. It's an eating mess. <laughs> oh, son of a... But going back to oh. the jazzies. What's, yeah. your, uh, what's your take on jazzies? I want, I want to score... Out of 10, mm. you know how that goes. Yeah. And whether they'd make it to your essential bag. Did you just burp and then blow it out the side of your mouth? <laughs> yeah, it did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth. Because that's what a gentleman <laughs> does. You can't burp into the mic. Here's the thing. I quite like them, but it's rare that I put them in. If if I was like given like a, a miniature kiddies bag of them, for example, if, if my kids were given them and they didn't want to eat them, I'd quite happily work my way through them. You'd save them, wouldn't you? Yeah. Save them until they'd gone to bed. You'd run a bath. Yeah. Yeah. You'd light some candles. <laughs> light some candles around the bath. Yeah, you? I would. Yeah. You'd get in that bath. You'd get in that hot bath. I would I'd lay them on the kitchen floor and then tombstone myself on, onto the chassis. <laughs> tombstone yourself. Yeah, that would work. To just jump, jump head first like... onto the chassis. <laughs> Dive. Yeah. 
<laughs> arms, arms, arms tucked in, in to the side of your body Jump off the side man face first on the yeah. jerseys i'd probably give them six pick out of ten mix but they probably wouldn't make my essential bag what about you ben i do like them yeah if they're on offer i'll put them in death mm-hmm. most death they're quite light yeah so you can get a good a good stack uh they're good to nibble on i think i'd give them eight pick out of ten mm. mix and they and they would make my bag okay good stuff all right cool. Well then, leaving that behind us, it's time to talk about the K underscore full stop LLER. How did you watch Netflix's The Killer? I just watched it at home in my front room. I would have liked to have seen this in the movie house. Yeah, it's good looking. Yeah. What did you drink for me this week? So I may summer wee the film in the time it takes you to do a good hearty wee. Uh, I drank a whiskey flight, Ooh. which is a posh phrase meaning lots of whiskey. So if you're rich mm. and you decide to drink loads of whiskey, yeah, you're not an alcoholic. Oh, it's, right. It's a flight. Which is just like a lineup of shots, right? The difference is instead of just getting like a pint glass and, and filling, filling that to the very top, with whiskey like the rest of us like the rest they of us. get a special board milled which has uh, place settings for four or five different glasses of whiskey that each contain one whiskey which is ever so slightly different to the last one that you drank but in no meaningful way i mean when you put it that way it makes me want to be rich yeah love those whiskey flights yeah i could get hammered without consequences <laughs> exactly there are no consequences to a whiskey flight and um how long did that? How long did you do a wee for? It was a minute and eight seconds. Okay. I mean, this film is fairly slight. I don't think I'm going to need long. Okay. Well, let's see how you get on. Let's see. All right. Three, two, one, go. So Michael Fassbender is a professional killer slash fan of the Smiths who we meet in Paris, where he's waiting for a target to arrive at a hotel. Despite his painstaking preparation, he messes up his shot and kills an innocent dominatrix instead of the fella he was aiming for. We've all done it. He heads back to his home in the Dominican Republic to find his girlfriend has been savagely beaten by a couple of assassins who were looking for him. He then does a bit of violent globetrotting to find their identities, and after a brutal fight in Florida, followed by dinner and drinks in New York, his work is pretty much done. All that's left is the client who hired him in the first place, a billionaire who had no idea that an additional 150k to tie up loose ends would lead to so much trouble. Confident his loose ends are tied up, Fassbender heads back to his place for coffee with his girlfriend. The end. You were right there. 50 seconds. Nice and lean. Yeah. So this film, it was lean, wasn't it? Yeah, not a lot of fat on what I was expecting. Like, almost always, when you're introduced to a character like him, the first scene is them doing their job well. Yes. And everything going to plan. Whereas this just straight away starts with the a mess up it does which, I, it? which I, I did enjoy that I thought that was good I enjoyed that too I, I very much liked the the Patrick Bateman-esque narration showing his well misplaced self-confidence mm. and then basically everything he said is just out the window as soon as he messes up that shot <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. which I really enjoyed and then I thought his escape from Paris on the bike was very thrilling yes I liked very much how this film really worked for David Fincher, I think. I don't think anyone else could have pulled this off. Yeah. Because he is known for his very measured, controlled photography. Mm-hmm. And you had moments where the killer was in control, calm. 
And then as soon as he was lost that, he starts shaking the camera a bit, which is something we haven't really seen much before. Mm. So he was, you know, it was almost like Fincher was letting loose as mm. well. Yeah, really great opening. Have you? How long have you spent in a WeWork office staking out your targets before? Uh, never longer than a few days. I thought you went there every week to do this podcast. No, I do this podcast in one of those, uh, you know, the big yellow storage places. Yes. I hire yeah. out uh, the smallest cube you can get, s- right. squeeze my way into it and uh, <laughs> do it in there. One that you'd like use for pets or something. Yeah, one that's usually about the same size as like a washing machine. That's what people do, isn't it? If they go on holiday, they can't find anyone to look after their dog or their cat. They put them in a box for two weeks. I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's okay. Let me ask you a question, Ben. Yeah. Why do you think David Fincher made this film? I think it's about the pursuit of perfectionism and how it's ultimately a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, There's no such thing. I felt that the killer was a good metaphor for Fincher himself. That's interesting. It's this guy who is meticulous in everything he does, yet misses the mark. So he has to kind of, he learns that he is not particularly special. Mm. He's not doing this because it's his job. He's actually doing it because he wants to do it. So that whole thing about, you know, I do... He keeps repeating the same things, doesn't he? Mm. No empathy. I don't give an F. Yeah. He just says that all the way through. He's trying to convince himself that that's the case. And I think that's what we get in that first scene. He's trying to convince himself that all these things are true. But actually, he's not that guy. Mm. I appreciated that, I suppose. I feel like you're not quite as keen on this as I am, just based on your yeah. tone. Yeah, I, I thought that it looked great. And I thought Fassbender is good and Mm. it's really, really well made. But I felt nothing. I felt a little bit invested at the very start. Even when he accidentally shoots the dominatrix because that's like an accident. But it's when he kills the the taxi driver who's really just like an innocent bystander to the whole thing. Yeah. My reaction was like, well, I don't like him anymore Mm. because he just killed someone who he didn't have to kill. So after that... I wasn't rooting for him. I would have been quite happy for him to have not succeeded. Um, I don't know if I if I was even supposed to be rooting for him, but I had no emotional attachment to this film. I feel that his character developed in that respect as the film went on. So yeah, he did initially mercilessly kill the taxi driver and that did feel unnecessary, I suppose. But as the film went on, he's, it was like he was considering more whether to kill people or not. Like Tilda... Mm. And then ultimately he didn't kill the last guy. Yeah. Because he didn't have to. Mm. Although the billionaire gets off, which is I know. Kind of a kick kick in the guts. Yeah. I mean I, I liked it. I love the rich. It's one of your kind, isn't it? Of course you love them. Yeah, I I'm a big fan of the rich and <laughs> I like it when they win and no one else does. Because it doesn't happen very often, does it? Yeah, it's nice to have a little bit of wish fulfillment. Yeah, it's, it's, everyone feels... A billionaire lived, thank God. <laughs> but I felt that was his arc. So I do know what you mean. And I know you, in general, have a problem with relating to mm. nasty characters in films. I think I'm more forgiving of that. You just have a stronger set of morals, Ben. Mm, do you? Yeah. Well, who, okay, who's the one here siding with a cold-blooded killer? Yeah, all right. You won that argument really easily. It was so easy. 
<laughs> or hang on. Or, oh, okay. Here's the thing. I think if he had made this like before seven, it would have felt like a much more natural progression. Because like the last film he directed was Mank. Yeah. Which is the one that's written by his dad and about the guy who wrote Citizen Kane. Yeah. Which I know it's a bit of a, it was a different film for David Fincher. But it just felt really mature and I loved it. All character. And you really got the Gary Oldman character. He was just so, so lovable. Mm. Whereas this is like, this feels like young David Fincher. feels very clinical and clean. Whereas I think I prefer the stuff he's been doing more recently. So then he did like Gone Girl, which yeah. is really, really interesting. Like even like the social network, you know, it's just about frat boys and their, how that frat boy dynamic spins out into like the corporate world. So this is this just kind of felt like something he, he should have made when he was like in his 20s rather than now. Could look at it like that. I think that was what appealed so much to me. It was not what I was expecting at all. Mm-hmm. And kind of not in keeping with his recent trajectory. Mm-hmm. I didn't like Mank very much. It was I, quite uh, a bit of a think piece, wasn't it? Yeah, it was far too far too intelligent for me. Mm. Um, whereas this, I thought it was great. I think um, I think I'm probably right. Okay, okay. <laughs> what music would you listen to uh, when uh, if you're planning a hit? Oh, that's a good question. I really liked the uh, the use of the Smiths' entire back catalogue. It was quite amusing, just the whole time, and then bang. I think the Smiths would be up there, possibly be something I'd have to be very focused by. Would you listen to any of your thrash metal? Oh, yeah, maybe a bit of Slipknot. Mm-hmm. It might be at me too jacked. I don't think I could lower my heart rate <laughs> no. to Slipknot. No. I don't know. There's a band, maybe a bit of Girls Allowed. You've got eclectic taste, haven't you? Yeah, a bit of that. It can't be too calm, but it can't get you too pumped. Like, you know, you couldn't listen to DMX while you were sniping someone. You'd be murdering everyone. You would be. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That would be too much. It might end up being like a film soundtrack. Yeah, it's a good answer. You know, what would you you listen to? Well, I would never plan a hit, so uh, I wouldn't. (laughs) wouldn't listen to it. You, You can't even imagine... There's no point. There's no point. No. 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 You you listen, you, you can conceive of, plan and execute an assassination in your head, no problem. I can't conceive of it. It's too difficult for me. Okay, man. There's a nasty billionaire. Mm-hmm. Someone's willing to give you five million. Mm-hmm. Would you do it? Hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Excellent. Good. So in that scenario, which I know you can relate to the other one where Yeah. I was just imagining like normal but people. In this scenario, what would you listen to? Yeah, no problem. I think I would go for something truly relaxing just to take my, you know, like I get nervous when I'm like yeah. playing like a club level tennis match <laughs> and like I could want to be sick. So like the prospect of like giving someone, I think like my anxiety would be like yeah. off the charts. Yeah, I'd be like white. Yeah, like not sleeping. So it would have to be something like, unbelievably relaxing so i think maybe a bit of enya yeah okay <laughs> and i know what you're going to say orinoco flow actually no yeah caribbean blue oh okay okay i mean i'm just thinking imagining you like horribly anxious in that room for two days <laughs> oh god it'd be horrible mess. wouldn't it be really it horrible. would be it's like strewn yeah with like junk food wrappers and vomit i 
and vomit i'd be really like yeah just like <laughs> hating myself like eating really badly <laughs> i did i really enjoyed when he took the bun off the mcdonald's breakfast <laughs> that oh, yeah. was good like no carbs i do think he was great fast spender and there's one bit that really made me laugh it's when during that big fight scene and yeah. he's he's hiding behind like a kitchen counter and he reaches up in, into a drawer and he grabs the handle of something and you, obviously you assume it's going to be like a cleaver or something and it's a cheese grater yeah and it's just the look he gives the cheese grater it's, it's so subtle but it was really funny there were some nasty killings the nails to the guy's chest. Yeah. So he's drowning in his own. That was pretty nasty. He pushes that lady down the breaks her neck. Makes it look like an accident. Merciful though, wasn't it? Which is, yeah, well, that's kind of what she asked for. Yeah. She knew she was going to get it. All these people were pretty awful. Other than the taxi guy. But is that not enough? One innocent death. Okay, Ben. What's the number of innocent deaths it would take to get you to say, I'm not sure about this guy anymore? 18. Fair few, isn't it? If he'd killed 18 people that weren't involved in the business, mm. then that would have been okay. But um, he didn't. He was only one. And, you know, he's just a taxi driver. So he was poor. Mm. I've told you, <laughs> Amy. Hate I, hate, poor, I, you? I love the rich. I hate the poor. I was happy to see him go. <laughs> I tell you what I didn't, what also made me, like, I couldn't buy into this, was that if he's this, like, like unbelievably clinical methodical assassin he wouldn't have a a, a home life and, and a girlfriend just would but that's it isn't happen. It? and i actually didn't like the music choice for morrissey because if he is this sort of cold-blooded killer he's not going to listen to like you know emotional sort of navel gazing music he would listen to like class it would be classical music wouldn't it that that's what the the obvious choice would be it, it, that's the obvious choice, but Morrissey, the Smiths have just thrown out bangers after I'm bangers. Saying... Why can't he like good music? Why is why what have you got against professional killers, Eamon? <laughs> what have they done wrong? I've got a real bee in my bonnet about these professional killers, and I've been waiting to get this off my chest for a while. God, he said, "Oh, oh, they don't listen to good music. They're not allowed to have girlfriends. They can, they can have what they want. You know, they they're, <sighs> they're taking out." <laughs> <laughs> the scum of society they're taking out and some rich people mm. so this should have been a f- directed by someone else and marketed at 14 year old boys <laughs> what he's tried to take a concept a, a film that doesn't have the the gravity for adults to watch and go that made me feel something I, it's just like it's something for 14 yeah it's because it's based on a graphic novel isn't it it's like uh, oh oh sorry where are you going with this one? Graphic novels are bullshit. I thought anyone that's who what... reads them are f-ing children. Okay, yeah. I yeah, thought that's, that's what I was going with it, yeah. Um, yeah, well, that's not true. Oh, don't. And, uh... oh, what's the story all about? Well, why can't there be pictures to show me? I don't get it. I have to read more? What? Oh. I wish it, if it had based on a book, you know, like Gone Girl, a successful novel i would have enjoyed it more instead it was just a picture also I you've changed them you're pretentious well, i don't like it. you even said you like gone girl which is a book god <laughs> what i don't like it is like you read a graphic novel and if someone mistakenly stew you in the train from afar and i go oh like that person looks pretty educated if you had to just remove all the pictures and just be words it'd be like a leaflet yeah, but that's the point 
I'm not going to get into this with you. No, 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 come on. The pictures are rubbish. The story, Eamon. But what's that phrase? Comic books are rubbish. It's that one. And uh, stories, picture, pictures worth like uh, four or five words. Uh, max. Max. <laughs> you defeated me again. I can't argue with that. This is a picture of a cat. Right, seven. Seven words. <clears throat> I very much enjoy graphic novels. The point is, Eamon, your brain actually has to do quite a lot of work to piece the pictures together. <laughs> so what, what your <laughs> the the cerebral yeah. experience of reading yeah. a graphic novel is is probably there's probably more to it than a book where each word just just like the words just do the work for you really, don't they? He saw a bottle. <laughs> like, That's mm, right. Yeah. Know. Well he saw Look, a bottle, didn't he? Looking at something is is far harder than reading a load of words. Yes. Really. Making those links is about those connections. And uh I guess that's just something that you you can't do. No, I do. In in all seriousness, I read Watchmen, the the Alan Moore thing. I thought that that was really, really good. Yeah. Um, I mean that's like the most famous graphic novel if you wanna you wanna big that up. And the only good one. All right, yeah. Right. Should we wrap this up? Yep. So Ben. Mm-hmm. Sorry, bit bit of wind there. A little bit of uh, my fish finger sandwich is repeating on me. Yeah. Two sources, by the way. Two sources in there. Two of sustained fishing, like source of where the fish come from. Is that what you're talking about? Source of the fish. No, in my sandwich there are two two sources. Oh, like sauce, like ketchup. I mean, you've read so deeply into that. I don't want to carry on the conversation. <laughs> Let's just stop. Let's stop. <laughs> Talking about fish from two places. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to know where it came from. I don't know what fish it is. Would you flush this film? <laughs> For <laughs> sake. Would you flush this film away like the killer flushes away all those parts of his guns in a river and stuff? Well, he throws his helmet in a river, I think. Mm. You ever thrown your helmet in a river? Yeah. You just wanted to say helmet. Mm -hmm. And I did. Or Mm -hmm. would you fish it out like that dead attorney slash handler's body would be fished out of a bin by some poor, innocent (laughs) trash guy? (laughs) Difficult one, this. Because uh, if there was, say, a third option where you go, it's basically in toilet purgatory, just stays where it is. I would choose that. It's well made. Looks great. Like you said, good pace, but I can't, in all good conscience, fish it out. I don't think. I think the the story was so light. I think a film should make you feel something, and I felt a little bit exhilarated. But I kind of feel like you need to have more engagement with the characters to feel big emotions, and I was not engaged, so I didn't feel that much. What would you do, young Ben? I'm disappointed, but can't argue with that. You feel how you feel. I would definitely fish it out. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was lean. God, that's, uh, all you, that's all you can say, though, is that it's lean. Look great. You can say the same thing about a steak. You said the same thing. You said, oh, it can relate. Like, that was your summary. We're just summarizing all the things yeah, you already said. On... So I'm going to say lean again. But, but you, like, I can't you... say it again. But right, I'll come up with a new word. Yeah, go on. Uh, it was short. And <laughs> yeah, good. There was no, no scene was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I really enjoy Fassbender's performance. I like the way it's shot. 
and I enjoyed spending time with that character. Even though he was a pretty despicable human being, mm. I was pretty jazzed by it all. And I'd like to see him return. I'd like to see the killer do some more stuff. Mm. I know there's a lot more graphic novels, which you wouldn't have read. Nah. So lots more stories to tell. If, if you can call them stories, you know. Yeah, well, like I say, when you boil it down, it's like a church leaflet's worth of material. <laughs> that's why it was so lean. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I didn't use that word. Um, so yeah, I would have fished it out, but I guess mm. huh, because you're like all pure and, you know, you love Jesus. A grown-up. Um, then we have to flush it away, which is really sad. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad. Might take a hit out on you because you've upset me. <laughs> that's the rational response. And that's a good reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the killer. By the K underscore full stop LLER. So time for this episode's top five. And I mean, it's not a stretch. We're going to be doing our top five assassins in the movies. Yeah. And whoever guesses the most gets to pick the next movie what we done a choose on did i lose last time you did indeed so i get the first pick yeah you get to choose first well i think you might have picked anton chigur from no country for old men yes yes if you don't have this then uh don't know what to say uh john wick Mm -mm. i haven't chosen john wick I don't think of John Wick as an assassin so much because in those movies, he only kills people who are like after him. We don't really see him doing his work as such. He is an assassin though, isn't he? Yes. He's just like hard, isn't he? Okay. Oh, wow. No, I didn't pick him. My choice. I'm going to go with Martin Blank. Yes. Yes. Really, really good film. That's a double, by the way. All right. Well done. Okay. This is a double. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Vincent, uh, which is Tom Cruise's character in Collateral. No, I didn't choose that. Again, I thought that film was fine. Didn't do a lot for me. I don't know. Tom Cruise bad is a, is a hard pill to swallow. Which is ironic because, I mean, he that's him playing. <laughs> like he, he That's far more true to his actual character. Wasn't a stretch. Looks like uh, I assassinated you. That's one of the most disappointing uh, yeah, games I think I played in this. Podcast. It was. Yeah, for you. One-way traffic. And I think the audience uh, gutted as well. I was listening to Morrissey the whole time. Yeah, okay. While we were doing that. <laughs> My that... point of view was you just dying. Oh, it, and it did in, in a yeah. competitive way. All right, go on. Tell me what your top five was. Leon. Of course, yeah, I should have said that one. Jeff Costello from Le Samurai. Mm -hmm. Martin. Benicio del Toro in Sicario. Yeah. Uh scary dude yeah and uh jubert played by M max von sidal in three days of the condor oh which is a fantastic conspiracy thriller with robert redford um so they were my ones what about you i had jason Bourne because he is okay. technically an assassin yeah. i had uh tom cruise in collateral anton mm -hmm. chigur uh yeah. martin blank and i also had uh alejandro gilic the benicio del toro in sicario ah. Oh, there you go. Good. There you go. Right, you get to choose the next film. OMG. All right. I'll tell you what, Eamon. Mm. You might not see this one coming, but this is a film I've wanted to rewatch for some time. Okay. 2006, Miami Vice. Oh. Now, I was not a fan of this film when I saw it the first time. Mm. 
but I'm willing to give it another go. Okay, so uh, my advice it is. All right, lovely. Well, uh, thanks for listening again. Thanks to our Patreons. Thank our Patreons. So old um, Mike Foster, mm-hmm. the Foz, he is, what kind of assassination would he be? The old-fashioned throttling with, with leather gloves. <laughs> So, he, you know, he's got the decency to mm. show you his face while he does it. He would do it in front of you. He wouldn't creep up he behind would. you. Whereas Raph is a high-powered sniper bullet to the face. Yes. You don't see it coming. Mm. And it just explodes. Like... And then it's over. My mum, what Your kind mom. of assassination is she? Hmm. <laughs> Have you ever seen that, that clip of um, Christopher Lee? talk in weird detail about what it's like to stab someone in the back no i haven't he's sort of going uh of course people get it completely wrong that when you get stabbed in the back they go oh <laughs> it does not happen like that when you get stabbed in the back the air leaves your lungs so it's much more like this <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I think it might have been on like a lord of the rings uh extra wow so anyway that that's your mum yeah Okay, stabbing in the back. Like Christopher Lee. And my and my dad? I feel like he'd be quite a like a hammer. There's nothing subtle about a hammer. Oh, he would you know in uh Drive when Ryan Gosling puts a yes. uh, bullet against someone and then acts like he's gonna hit it with a hammer instead. He'd do it. But he your dad would do it hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He'd whack the bullet. But he and would then use he'd... a toppy hammer. He would use the smallest hammer he could find. Lil a lil hammer. Yeah. That's um that's my uh, new rap name, actually. Lil Hammer. Lil Hammer. I like it. Yeah, Lil Hammer. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my flow. It's, yeah, it's a good start. It's a good start. Yeah, 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 Lil Hammer. Yeah. And, uh, and on it goes. Into yeah. The rap, yeah. Into I, the rap bit. Yeah, I think um, I don't need to hear anymore. I know that it's good. You know, obviously. Did I have a record deal? Yeah. I mean, if it's up to, if it's up to me, I'd give you four. Four deals. Four deals. Excellent. That, that was. I guess this was worth it. It was. Yeah. And I are just off to sign the paperwork on his four record deals <laughs> that uh, we agreed to. Yeah. Uh, so we will see you uh, next time. We will. Keep flushing. Little hammer. <laughs>